Well, this weekend, it's all about spring football in the Big 12 Conference. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It's great to be here with you for another week on the show. So, got a lot of spring games happening this weekend in particular. You've got, and we'll go in order here, the Baylor spring game this weekend. You've got the Oklahoma spring game, Oklahoma State spring game, the TCU spring game, Texas, Texas Tech, and West Virginia, all with their spring games this weekend. So that's exciting stuff. It's kind of a chance, and I hope that all of you across Big 12 country get great weather for this weekend. It's a fun chance, not that you really, let's be honest, learn a ton about the team, but it is an opportunity to go out there, watch some football, get some fresh air, get that spring weather in. Uh, the problem is, I can't speak for all of you, maybe you're fine down in Texas, but here in Kansas City, and I imagine I can speak for my friends in, well, I know I can speak for my friends in Lawrence and Manhattan, and I imagine going north up to Ames as well. What a stinker of a spring it's been so far. My goodness. I, you know, I woke up on Tuesday morning this week, it was 30 degrees on the Kansas side of the state line in the Kansas City metro. It was terrible. It's just, it's long overdue to get to spring, my goodness. But the idea of a spring game, I've been to a few around the league, uh, not this year, but just in past years, and it's fun, you know? I mean, it's nothing serious. You're not learning a ton, but you get to see the guys in pads and have a good time and go out to the uh, stadium, maybe get your tailgating on because, well, why not? And just think about what's to come in the fall. That's That's what I always enjoy. That's what I like about spring games. And as I noted last week, I mean, Kansas State didn't have one. I thought it was a mistake. They didn't have even an open spring practice. And to me, that's a mistake. I think you've got to drive enthusiasm how you can. Look at Brent Venables. You want to see a guy that's juiced up for a spring game. Watch the video of Brent Venables. We wrote about it at heartlandcollegesports.com. This guy wants to pack the palace, pack Memorial Stadium this weekend uh, ahead of Oklahoma spring game. I mean, that's how much value he sees in it. And this guy, Brent Venable, comes from SEC country. I mean, obviously defensive coordinator at Clemson, but South Carolina is, let's be honest, SEC country. He knows there's value in having a great scene at a spring game if you can pull it off, and Oklahoma can do it. Do I think they'll pack the stadium? Uh, No, I, I don't. But do I think they'll have a great showing, can have a great showing, and it'll be a really positive day and environment for Oklahoma football? Yes, absolutely I do. And I know every fan base, every program is not Oklahoma. I'm not trying to compare them by any stretch of the imagination. But I think that mindset's positive. So as you go through the teams uh, this weekend and just kind of looking at the storylines here, uh, Baylor, I mean, it's really interesting to me as I think about the Baylor Bears and what's coming up for the spring game for Baylor. So Baylor's coming off, of course, a Big 12 title, right? And... They're getting ready to kind of hit the reset button in 2022. And I want to see kind of how things work at quarterback. I mean, Gary Bohannon, understandably, with what he did last year as the starter, deserves to uh, return as the starter. But dang, Blake Shapin, the freshman who came in last year and looked really good after Bohannon got hurt, are you going to keep that guy on the sidelines? Can you keep that guy on the sidelines for that long? Because in today's environment, uh, he's going to the transfer portal, you know? 
He's not hanging around too long. And I don't want to lose Blake Shapin. As much as I like Gary Bohannon, I do not want to lose Blake Shapin. So I just want to see how those two guys look and maybe get an idea for what's to come for the Baylor Bears come this fall. And that's what's uh, really interesting to me for this Baylor program uh, ahead of this game. Meantime, Oklahoma, Dylan Gabriel, I saw this, is going to be playing quarterback uh, for both teams for at least a little bit. So <laughs> that should be interesting. Who do you like, Dylan Gabriel or uh, Dylan Gabriel? You know, I'm, I'm just I'm very intrigued to see what he looks like. The UCF transfer, everyone's raving about him. But uh, let's be honest. When it's Oklahoma football and you've seen Baker Mayfield, you've seen Kyler Murray, You've seen Jalen Hurts, Spencer Rattler, Kayla Williams. These are cream of the crop at that position. Is Dylan Gabriel that? Probably not. The good thing is he knows Jeff Levy, new offensive coordinator. He knows his, he knows his system, and that should be encouraging in terms of what that transition is going to be like if there is a transition. Because these two guys were on the staff, or Levy was the offensive coordinator at UCF, when Gabriel was there before he went to Ole Miss. So uh, there's reason to believe these guys are going to connect just fine. But, yeah, you're going to have Dylan Gabriel double your uh, money's worth of Dylan Gabriel as he is going to be playing for both the red and the white team on Saturday. Everybody else is going to be split up evenly, and that would include, by the way, the coaches. So go figure. Meantime, Oklahoma State. So Oklahoma State, this is interesting because Mike Gundy was saying last week he didn't really know what the format was going to be. Uh, he wasn't sure. Just And I, I understand a lot of coaches don't want to deal with injuries, don't want guys getting hurt. Um, you know, do they want to do a standard game? For Gundy, he's not sure if he has the offensive line to do it. And then if a guy, you know, twists an ankle, it's like, ugh, what was the point of this, you know? But giving guys something to watch all right, and learning some of the new names on defense, seeing what the running back room looks like and who some of the guys are who maybe get more carries than others because you've obviously had a great couple of years, Chuba Hubbard, into, of course, Jalen Warren. And now it's like, all right, who's, who's next man up? I mean, there are guys to like. There are guys to watch in that room. But who gets a lot of run on Saturday? Now, sometimes a guy is a great spring game. And it just means absolutely nothing, right? And in fact, that's a lot of the time. Gosh, who's the Kansas State wide receiver? Um, I don't know if he's still on the team. Oh, uh, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. It's coming to me. Shabaston uh, Taylor. Yes. Shabaston Taylor. This was a guy who had a great, I want to say it was like 2019 Kansas State spring game. Happened to be there. And this guy had a game for the ages. I mean, he looked like the second coming of Jerry Rice in that 2019 spring game. And I think his career high for catches that year in a game was like four. Maybe that wasn't all his fault. Maybe it was partially the offense, but either way. And, you know, he really never became Tyler Lockett or any type of a, you know, top-level stud or anything like that. He seemed to have the natural ability to do it, but it really never happened. So, you know, you see these guys in spring games, you get excited. You're like, oh, this is the next fill in the blank. And it just doesn't work out that way. Uh, so you take it with a grain of salt, but it's fun. It gives you something to talk about in the offseason, right? Exciting. And that's what I like about it. And then you go to TCU. TCU, you want to talk about quarterback battles, right? I mean, TCU is case in point. You look at 
what to watch. Where are we and where is a new head coach on top of that Sonny Dykes at with QB1? Max Duggan, Chandler Morris, the Oklahoma transfer. I mean, if I'm just analyzing it based on what I've seen, Morris's ceiling is higher. I mean, Max Duggan, I kind of feel like I know who Max Duggan is, and maybe that's unfair because he's been stuck in an offense under Gary Patterson that just it really never was suitable to a high-end quarterback outside of you got to go back to, I guess, Trevon Boykin to think of the last time, the only time that it was really that high-energy, high-octane offense, at least at the Big 12 level. So now maybe it's not fair to judge Max Duggan on that, but we'll see how the reps get divided. Chandler Morris, Max Duggan, what that looks like, and also get some more insight into Sonny Dykes' offense as well, which I'm excited to see what he brings to this league. So that's the most important thing to watch there. And then it's true as Texas Tech, you know? Texas Tech, you got a quarterback battle. You got to watch Donovan Smith and Tyler Shuck. Who's the man? And the fact that neither of these guys transferred this offseason tells you that they both think they can be the starting quarterback and are worthy of being the starting quarterback. Tyler Shuck is a guy who went to Oregon, transferred to Texas Tech before last season, started the year as the starter, got hurt, didn't come back. Donovan Smith came in, big dude, had some nice wheels. Shuck appears to be the better passer. Uh, Smith brings a little more to the equation on his feet. What is... Joey McGuire, I almost called him Jerry. (laughs) I almost called him Jerry. (laughs) Show me the money. All right, that's all I got for you. But uh, anyway, you've got a situation now where who's going to be the guy? How are they going to split up those reps? What's it going to look like? I mean, it's really, really fun to watch at uh, Texas Tech. And Joey McGuire is just the guy's on fire on all cylinders. He's on fire. They're recruiting incredibly well without having ever, you know, coached at the D1 level. Not that anyone questions what kind of a head coach Joy Mulgar can be, but, you know, it is telling as well. Telling as well that the guy technically has not been a head coach at this level, despite being a legendary Texas high school coach, and he's got a top two recruiting class in the nation. For West Virginia's spring game, I want to see this air raid under Graham Harrell, and I want to see what it looks like, by golly. All right, they were top 20. He was the USC offensive coordinator last year. Top 20 in the nation in passing yards per game. West Virginia's passing attack was 56th in the nation last year. Now, the problem for West Virginia, they also couldn't run the damn ball, so the offense just overall stunk. So let's see what is Graham Harrell going to bring to the equation here. And I would say uh, the quarterback battle would be one worth watching between Garrett Green and Nico Marshall. But I don't think it really matters because now that JT Daniels is coming from Georgia, that is the game changer for the West Virginia Mountaineers. That's the game changer. That's the one to watch. And that's what ultimately is going to make a difference for West Virginia in 2022. And what could arguably be a make-or-break year for Neil Brown, head coach at West Virginia. So got some great spring games. Uh, The biggest weekend of spring games in the Big 12 Conference is going to be a lot of fun to keep track and watch. And then it's full steam ahead in the (laughs) offseason. Boy, it's coming fast. It is coming fast. All right? The lull, but then it's going to be off to the races. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. 
Coming up is the transfer portal out of control. Starting to feel that way. We'll get to it next. Is name, image, and likeness out of control? Well, the case seems pretty darn good. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It is great to be here with you as we are each and every week on the radio, on the podcast, and uh, thanks for joining us. So, gosh dang, Iowa State, what a week. A lot of news for Iowa State this week. First off, the bad news. Tyrese Hunter enters the transfer portal. Now, here's a guy who uh, it was rumored last week, and we wrote about this, that UNC, North Carolina, had offered Tyrese Hunter a massive name, image, and likeness deal. But then the reports came out that Hunter was not going to go anywhere. But then Monday afternoon, right around lunchtime, Hunter puts out a tweet saying, you know, I want to thank Cyclone Nation. I'll always appreciate it. After praying, speaking with my family, and uh, getting told by UNC I'll make a million dollars. Just kidding. That part I made up. Uh, And giving myself time to carefully consider my next steps on this journey, I've decided to enter the NCAA transfer portal. And by the way, I want to know who makes all these, like, announcement tweets. I'm just curious who makes all these announcement tweets. Because... Like, who who makes the graphics behind it? There's no way Iowa State's doing it, right? Doesn't he have an agent that's doing it? Uh, is it his next school that's putting this together for him? And it's not unique to Tyrese Hunter. They all have these things, right? It's like really well done, high quality graphic with a statement, pictures, all the bells and whistles. I'm just wondering who's making these things. Because it's no offense to the players, but, I mean, this is high-level stuff. If they're this good at graphic designing, they've got a second career outside of basketball they can lay back on and fall back on. I don't think that's what's going on here. So I'm just more curious than anything else. I'm not saying it's nefarious. I'm, you know, just wondering who the people are that do these things and how that works. But neither here nor there. You have Tyrese Hunter, who is a major part of the Cyclones NCAA tournament run. You know, it was absolutely amazing to watch this guy get better as the season goes went on. He was the 2021-2022 Big 12 Freshman of the Year. And, you know, he broke Iowa State freshman records, assists, steals. Uh, it was really a very impressive season, and now he's gone. And you think about this, and it's like, okay, if, if this is how it's going to be, and I'm not, if you know me, if you follow me on social media, you know this. I'm not looking for more rules and regulations, generally speaking. That's not my style. That's not what I believe in. All right? But in terms of sports, the NFL is the greatest sport right now in North America because it is an equal playing field, because there is a salary cap. I'm a capitalist at heart. But in sports where you want to create a level playing field, having all things be equal, a la a salary cap in the NFL, Makes sense. Not that I don't want Patrick Mahomes to make half a billion dollars. He's going to, and God bless him for that. I don't want to slow him down one bit. But in terms of creating an environment in sports that's competitive, salary caps make sense. Now, in college, you know, the Blue Bloods were always going to have an advantage in football and basketball. We knew that. Whether, you know, guys were kind of getting a little hush-hush, whatever it might be. You know, I mean, that always happened. 
and yeah, he was kind of part of big-time college sports. Well, now things are so out of control, it's too easy. It's too easy when, when you're Iowa State, and by the way, you know, you work hard to recruit a guy out of Wisconsin. He's part of your 2021 class. You bring him in. You coach him up. You give him opportunities. He takes advantage to his credit of those opportunities, and then he's gone. You just can't build a roster doing that if you're Iowa State. If you're anybody, you can't build a roster doing that. And 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 I understand that, you know, you may say, well, the players have been getting screwed for years. The rules were always against them. And now they've just got a chance to kind of do what they want to do. But here's how it always works in modern culture, right? How it always works is as follows. We take the pendulum and we swing it way too far to the other end. If you want to make a news political analogy, this might make this might offend some of you, but I'll give you a great example. All right, go back to George Floyd getting killed. Almost two years ago now. Are there things that can be done better in policing in America? Yes, there are. Do we need to cancel Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's and the Land O'Lakes Indian over it? No, because it doesn't accomplish anything. <laughs> So we swing, instead of having a normal conversation and trying to come to a conclusion on basic things that we can all agree on and improving society, we swing the pendulum way too far the other direction, and then we've got to try to bring it back and find a happy medium. That's what's happened in college sports. Yes, the players got shortchanged for years and years and years, especially the last generation as college athletics became bigger and bigger business. But now we're at the point where, uh, I mean, a guy plays for a year and then he's like, I want to go to UNC. They're going to pay me to do it. A lot of money. I'm out. Good luck. Here's how I think this gets fixed. You commit to a school out of high school. You commit to a university, a college, whatever, out of high school. You got to give them three years. And if you want to transfer, by the way, before those three years are up, you go back to the old rules, re-sit out a year. I don't believe that's unreasonable. All right? But then after three years, you put in your three years in a program, you go wherever you want, just like the transfer portal currently works. That's how I would fix this thing. And I'm sure someone can find some holes in the argument, but it seems like a pretty obvious fix. You go three years at a program once you commit out of high school. And you can leave if you want before those three years are up, but you got to then sit out a year sorry, that's it. That's how it's going to be. If not, you stay your three years or, you know what, two years in the NBA, you can still go to the NBA. After one year, I'm not getting rid of one and done. But for the program's sake, the movement is just too much. And the argument I keep hearing is, well, now Iowa State can go pluck somebody from, you know, mid-major. Is is this what we want college sports to be? I mean, even if you think about, you know, uh, professional sports, out of college, you get drafted you sign what? A three, four-year deal in most major professional leagues, at least NBA, NFL. That's what you do. I, why should it not be similar high school to college? It just seems to make too much sense to me, and maybe I'm a man on an island with this thing, but it's just it's gotten way, way out of control, and it's not what it was intended to be. Yes, you want to give more opportunity to the player. That's good. That's great. I'm all on board with that. But it's completely out of hand. It's way too much, and it's not 
healthy for the sport. It's just not. Forget the fan base. I'm not even talking about the fan base, who it stinks for. But it's just not good for the sport in general, and it's going to totally screw up any competitive balance that is left. You recruit a kid, you coach him, you sign him, you believe in him, you play him, he plays well, team plays him to the tourney, and he's gone no repercussions. And if you think, by the way, this is healthy for the sport or young men and their personal growth, development, you've got it all wrong. You've got it absolutely all wrong. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Great to be with you. Happy uh, spring football week for many of you. That puts a bow on this show for us. I'm Pete Mundo. Hey, before you close out, do me a solid, if you could. Leave a rating and a review on iTunes and hit that subscribe button no matter what platform you're on because uh, that is how we are continuing to grow this show each and every day because of you. Because you take a minute out, you leave a rating and a review, and then I send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail when you uh, leave me that rating and review and send me a screenshot of it to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. I so appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.